0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The Word of the Lord from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for the Gospel Proclamation for the second Sunday of Christmas comes from the appointed epistle for the weekend, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 14, which I just finished reading for you, and serves as the basis of our theme. Chosen. Well, today, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we celebrate the 12th and final day of Christmas. Don't worry, though, we still have plenty of time to choose all the favorites leading right up to the circumcision of our Lord, because Epiphany is still on the calendar, and we're still waiting for the Magi to arrive. But as we look to this final, official 12th day of Christmas, it really got me wondering who that song has been sung to over the ages. Now, I don't mean the gospel hidden truth behind the 12 days of Christmas. I'm sure all of you are quite familiar with that, and if not, it can readily be found on the internet. For the purposes of today's lectionary and for the epistle in particular, the 12 days of Christmas made me wonder. To whom did the paramour choose to sing this song to? Was it just a close friend? Was it a lovely young lady they fancied and hoped to gain their attention? Or was this always reserved for the one true love they were bound and determined to marry one day? How many chose to go through with all the actual gifts? Or did they choose to modify it for practical purposes? As you can see, I am full of questions when it comes to these songs of history. And I imagine the choices are endless as well. Ironically enough, that is what Paul is talking about in his letter to the church at Ephesus. Choices. And the choices are boiled down to people that can be chosen, gifts chosen to give, and the wisdom of it all wrapped up in the very goal of history to Jew and Gentile alike. Now, in verses 3 to 4, Paul does not consider himself worthy of making the choice. Here he states that in fact, God, who chose him, echoing the words of Jesus in John fifteen sixteen, which says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. It is no wonder we should choose God. What is mind-boggling is why God would choose us. Look at the things we seek after instead of the truth and purity of God. We look to individualistic, atheistic science, craftsmanship and art unto ourselves, deviances of every sort and even ultimate power. After everything we choose, it is a wonder God would choose us. By ourselves, though, and because of our original sinful nature, it's true that our natural inclination would never lead us to seek God. So God had to seek us. Because we cannot attain goodness or true peace, only Jesus can bring it to us and give it to us before we ever even understand what he is giving us by grace. This means that God chose us to be what we would not be in and of ourselves, holy and blameless. Holy, meaning separated from the sin of the world and no longer accountable to the sin, only to him. And blameless means that we live lives that know our sins no longer has power over us. And we will not be blamed for our transgressions because Jesus died for our sins. In order to accomplish this properly, God had to adopt us. I know. Funny, right? Were we not already children of God? Well, Galatians 4 verses 3 to 7 tells us when we were children, we were enslaved to the elementary principles of this world. But God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. In Paul's day, adoption was significant. Adopted children gave their lives over to the disposal of their father and adopted children could go from being slaves to kings. What <laughs> is really cool and Mediterranean culture at that time is that there was no longer a whisper of their former life once they were adopted. They were not considered second-class children by their non-adopted siblings. They were not looked at as a slave from the house or market, and they were regarded as the very line and lineage of the household father and at his disposal as real a father as they ever had. Twenty years ago, one of my favorite professors went with his wife to Russia to adopt a baby because they were unable to have kids of their own. As they were leaving that impoverished part of the country, an official bid them goodbye and had a special farewell to their newly adopted little girl. He looked down at her in her baby blanket and he said, Little girl, you have won. The lottery. It was true for any Russian child that could get out at that time with a chance to grow up in America. For them, it was exactly like winning the lottery, for they could have a life here they could never conceive of in Russia. To this day, you could not tell the difference between her and any other American girl in college. And no one even thinks for a moment that she's not their actual child, especially her. For my beloved professor and his wife is the only parents she has ever known. It's just like that for God and us. We can't leave the slums of our sinful world on our own, but he did come and take us out and give us real and eternal paradise to live in with him. And just as God chooses us and redeems us, he continues to choose to give us good things. Redemption for God is tied directly to ransom. This is the word for how God consistently took the people of Israel out of the hands of their enemies and how God delivered his people from a situation that they were incapable of saving themselves from without Christ Jesus. Did you ever have that friend that just needed help all of the time? If it wasn't for bad luck, they'd have no luck at all. And they're so consistently behind the eight ball that everyone just knew, we're just going to have to always bail out bad luck Chuck. That's just the way it's going to be. Oh, some may give up. But there's always another who will step in and help because they know deep down they just can't help themselves. If we take a long look at bad luck Chuck, we really need to admit in all things spiritual, he is me. Shakespeare said it best. My conscience hath a thousand several tongues, and every tongue brings in a several tale, and every tale condemns me, a villain. If there was one thing they knew, it was the sense of sin and the dread of God. Jesus changed all of that. Paul points out that God gives us the wisdom to perceive the divine and the practical knowledge to live our lives from day to day. And God does that by making us cross-eyed. Rather, he chose the cross-eyed life for us. The cross-eyed life is where God chose to make his stand for us. And the cross was planted for Christ to hang on at the very intersection of all human history and every human culture. Where east or west, north or south, Jesus' death on the cross, which he chose, showed how much he really chose us. For Jew, Gentile, and Greek, male, female, and child, foreigner, citizen, or alien, He chose them by choosing the way of the cross and chose that cross-eyed vision to help us see him clearly forever. He chooses, and in choosing the lowliest, he gave us the greatest we would never choose because he could only choose us for his sake. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus always. Amen.